Welcome to a live and active life, broadcasting encouragement to live your daily life with God's help and inspiration to reach for more of God by faith. Join Brenda Wolf for today's practical insights. Have you noticed people don't easily trust these days? On the other hand, I've noticed sometimes people trust too quickly or naively. There are times, if we are down deep honest, that we can't even fully trust ourselves. We know our perspective may be skewed, our character isn't always noble, and our judgment can be flawed. So who can you trust these days, especially with increasing global uncertainty? This is Part 6 in a series on faith. I encourage you to check out Part 1, Ever Run Out of Heroes? And Part 2, Faith Jump. Part 3, Fresh Faith for You. Part 4, Grow Up in the Faith for Tips. And Part 5, which is Faith and Family. Today is Part 6, Who Can You Trust These Days? Well, I'm thinking of business dealings, community decisions, family issues, friendships, news reports, career pursuits, nation interactions. Since credibility is often in question, how is trust nurtured? Over the centuries, we have learned to use outside, go-to sources, third-party opinions, and established trustworthy references to weigh in on life issues. It's like using gold to guarantee paper money. People pick the most reliable source they can find. That becomes their point of reference. They may become so convinced in these sources that they even swear by them. Generally, however, people have learned to not trust readily, and the all-too-common breach of trust keeps destroying what little trust remains. So we're back to that question, who can you trust these days? Did you know that God also doesn't trust others? You, me, people in general. Is that good news or not? I believe it is good news. Thank heavens God does trust someone, himself. He is always reliable, credible, and thinks clearly. He never makes a mistake, never lets you down, always pays attention, and deeply loves no matter what you do. God provides for creation, which includes people. He is always aware of world catastrophes. You may sometimes wonder about his involvement, but that doesn't mean that he is aloof or unaware. There has to be someone greater, better than you and me, to put trust in. I want to tell you that God is that person. You can trust him completely because he is trustworthy. You can trust him even though you do not understand or can't define him. What a relief. God's trust is soundly placed in himself and his word instead of in you and me. That eliminates the risks of the unknowns. It means that he is that third party, the reliable reference point 
that validates reality, even as he holds all things together, despite the often poor choices people make. Did you know that faith in God is freedom? God wants to share his trustworthy love with you. With consistent, faithful character and deep abiding love, he keeps his word always. As the objective, go-to guarantor, God validates your life. Did you know that trusting God equals freedom? Faith in a worthy guarantor frees your heart from worry, fear, hopelessness, and more. So, the real questions are, first, have you accepted that God loves you deeply? Next, do you believe that He is your source for truth? Then, do you believe that God wants to help with life problems? Another one is that, are you trusting His guidance and submitting to His discipline? And then finally, do you swear by Him? You can be free and at peace even in this world of heartache, disappointment, and bondage. God loves you with everlasting love. Jeremiah 31, verse 3. Jesus' work on the cross enables you to be connected to Him. He is safe. God uses Himself as guarantor of His promises. He swears by Himself. His children will be provided for whatever it takes. In keeping His promise, Jesus gave His life as a sacrifice to cover all debt against His heirs and to provide eternal care for His children. God specifically and physically carried out every detail to guarantee His promise through two unchangeable things. The first one of those unchangeable things is His Word, and the second is His oath. Hebrews 6, verse 17 reminds, Because God wanted to make the unchanging nature of His purpose very clear to the heirs of what was promised, He confirmed it with an oath. So not only can you count on the life work of Jesus and His cross, you also have His Word, the Scriptures, and you have His oath, His guarantee. Okay, let's talk about swear by. You heard me say that earlier. You might even swear by it if you believe in it enough. Well, the Bible has some things to say about swear by. Psalm 63, 11 says, All who swear by God will glory in Him, while the mouths of liars will be silenced. And then in Jeremiah 49, verse 13, God expresses strong trust in Himself as He speaks into the future. I swear by myself, declares the Lord. It's the oath. God is the only one who can be fully trusted as a worthy third party. Hang with me as we explore another scripture. It's from Hebrews 6, verses 13 through 20. It's a longer passage that helps unpack this idea that God is worthy of trust. Listen up. When God made His promise to Abraham, since there was no one greater for him to swear by, he swore by himself, saying, I will surely bless you and give you many descendants. 
And so after waiting patiently, Abraham received what was promised. People swear by someone greater than themselves, and the oath confirms what is said and puts an end to all argument. Because God wanted to make the unchanging nature of his purpose very clear to the heirs of what was promised, he confirmed it with an oath. God did this so that by two unchangeable things, in which it is impossible for God to lie, we who have fled to take hold of the hope set before us may be greatly encouraged. We have this hope as an anchor for the soul, firm and secure. It enters the inner sanctuary behind the curtain, where our forerunner, Jesus, has entered on our behalf. He has become a high priest forever in the order of Melchizedek. Okay, that was Hebrews 6, 13 through 20, the longer passage. Well, now let's talk about how does God guarantee his word and his oath? That scripture talked very much about the idea of an oath through one's word. Well, God became a person in Jesus Christ, fully God, fully human. Jesus was born, grew up, showed God's love daily, and then carried out the guarantee of God's promise of eternal life by sacrificing his life. Born to be sacrificed. Born to pay the price for sin. What a blow for a baby. Yet, for the Son of God, what a joy set before him. And that joy is recorded in Hebrews 12, verse 2, if you want to look it up. After Jesus died, he ran ahead of you into the Holy of Holies in the invisible realm. He, a man, ran into the very presence of God, unthinkable for a human to enter the most holy place, stand before holy God, and live to tell about it. But Jesus did just that. Jesus kept God's word in every aspect without sin. He fulfilled God's oath and makes it possible for you to enter the most holy place and live to tell about it. In fact, his plan is that you live in his presence even as he lives inside you. 1 Corinthians 3.16 says, Don't you know? that you yourselves are God's temple and that God's Spirit dwells in your midst. You have become God's most holy place. Jesus invites you to follow him into this most holy place for intimate relationship with God. His life was sacrificed to spare yours. Since Jesus suffered separation from his Father, you never have to be separated from God. It's guaranteed by his word and his oath. If you can't trust this, who can you trust these days? Well, I guess we better get some hope. Jesus restored hope. It is firm and secure. Run to this hope. Grab onto it as you would grab onto the horns of the altar in the most holy place. You can even swear by it. The altar is the place where you kneel in repentance, confess that you need Jesus, die to self, 
Give up your life to God daily. Surrender to Him in all life issues. Give up your agenda for God's. And then rise up as an heir. That is what an altar is. You won't find a better offer for hope anywhere but at God's altar. Be encouraged. Jesus personally guarantees all provisions that you need through His Word and His oath. You can boldly enter the throne room of God now. Holy God! Why not respond to His deep love for you? Why not come near to God and He will come near to you? From James 4, verse 8. John 6.29 clearly says, The work of God is this, to believe in the one He sent. In other words, your work, my work, is to believe in the one who is sent, and that is Jesus, the baby. Here are some application thoughts and questions. First of all, who can you trust these days? Number two, God trusts himself fully. Do you see how this is a game changer for you? Three, do you believe God makes himself available and loves you very much? Four, are you enjoying freedom because of believing in God? Five, do you have hope as an anchor even in the very hard times of life? Six, how does God's word and God's oath affect your life in practical ways? And then seven, why not accept his guarantee by faith? Remember, your greatest work is to believe in him completely. Stay tuned. One more episode to come in our faith series. And that is a true story of faith, a testimony of some people in our generation who are alive right now. I think you'll find their story really interesting. And do visit our website for devotional materials, articles, podcasts, and resources to help grow your faith in God. Pursue noble character and have an alive and active life. You've been listening to Brenda Wolf with Alive and Active Life. Visit our website at www.aliveandactivelife.org, your web-based home for resources including books and ebooks, libraries of articles, podcasts, shareable images, and more as you navigate life's challenges and issues. Sign up on our email list to stay current with the tools you need to be the person God designed, living an alive and active life.